Welcome to Playing Yourself, The Rhetoric of Games, a podcast series produced by students in David Morgan's Play, Make, Write, Think class at Emory University. If, as Bernard Suit says, a game is the voluntary attempt to overcome unnecessary obstacles, then why do games continue to captivate our time, attention, and disposable income? In each episode, we choose one game to play with a critical eye, analyzing its rhetorical situation, the sorts of obstacles it creates, the types of decisions players make in playing, the values or ways of thinking the game encourages, and the impact the game has. We'll pay attention to the medium of games, as well as their messages. And ultimately, we come to the question, when playing a game, are you playing the game, or are you playing yourself? Hey everybody, this is Otis. This is Price. And this week on our podcast, we will be covering the game Cheater's Monopoly. Monopoly is a game that has been in existence for almost 100 years and has become an iconic symbol in American culture. Its origin can trace back to early 20th century when the game was first published as Landlord's Game. It was designed by Elizabeth Mackey and Patton in early 1902. Maggie's intention for creating this game was to illustrate the economic consequences of Richard Lord's law of economic rent, which is paying the landlord for production of any kind, and George's concepts of economic privilege and land value taxation. In the next 20 years, the landlord's game was updated with different rules and new gaming system, and finally the game was sold to Parker Brothers and its related companies through the rest of 20th century. Since then, the game Monopoly became a big hit in the market and influenced many people's impression about the old-time economy. But does the game actually reflect real-life economy, especially in the year of 2019? The answer is no, but close. There is room for uncertainty, sure, with the natural unpredictability of consumers and the possibility of random events. At the beginning, the only choices players have is whether or not to buy the property. And the strategy in the game can only be based on this one factor, when to spend money. But as the game progresses and unoccupied properties become scarce, the game starts becoming like a real-life market. Players would negotiate with each other to agree on a mutual satisfying price to sell the property offering each other the options of loans and debt payments, or even go as far as to modify the rules to better fit the situation of the game as it goes. For example, one basic economy concept that almost every player has encountered in Monopoly is inflation, the idea that money is worth less than its supposed value. At the beginning of the game, every player is excited to cross the goal and collect $200, But as more houses are built and price becomes higher, players are no longer satisfied with the 200 value on the card and would modify the money value to a higher value just to fit the price of the properties. However, the ability of modifying game rules provides players with opportunities to get as close to as the ultimate free market concept where everything is viable without any legal obligations as long as the payers can afford and sales sellers can sell. What would normally seen as illegal strategies in the real world becomes tool for players to achieve their purpose in the game. And we'll talk more on that later. 
So earlier this semester, we were assigned to listen to a podcast by 99% Invisible called The Landlord's Game. This assignment was what sparked our interest in covering Cheater's Monopoly in this episode. After brushing up on it and re-listening to the podcast, I was reminded of some of the ideas they discussed, which were very important for our understanding of Monopoly and the Cheater's Edition as well. The overarching ideas from the podcast is as follows. No one truly plays by the actual rules of Monopoly in the first place. Also, Monopoly is notorious for being a game in which there are many instances of cheating and bending of the rules, causing conflict between family and friends. Also, it is uncommon for people to pick up Monopoly with the intention of actually playing by every rule to the T. However, this is what has made Monopoly such a cultural icon and defines it as not just another board game. These imperfections and oddities in the ways of play are what makes it such an appealing game to many, since it's almost expected to add your own type of flair to your personal game. The quote, house rules may not be fully agreed on across the board, but they are expected to exist, and therein lies the beauty of the beauty within traditional monopoly. When Lazy Maggie created the game initially to serve as an example of how monopolies can corrupt individuals and decrease inequalities in society, she warns of a capitalist who eventually takes control of the kind and thus prey on the less fortunate. As a player of Monopoly, we see how the roles of the game lead people to strong personal emotions quickly. For example, a person who has had very good fortunes at the beginning of the game will generally become increasingly powerful in the Monopoly world. This individual is likely to get cocky, arrogant, and begin to relish in the fact that they are bankrupting their friends. On the other hand, the people in the group who are struggling to get by with their low cash reserves and a lack of revenue generating properties start to become resentful of their friends who are succeeding. This is where the most controversial aspect of traditional monopoly is introduced, the cheating. There are multiple factors of, of the monopoly that makes cheating especially prevalent. However, what I believe to be most influential is the strong emotions that the game makes you feel. Whether it is the high of dominating your friend financially or the gripping feeling of inferiority as your younger brother forces you to mortgage your only property on Vermont Avenue and one step closer to financial ruin. It is these emotions that cause so many to hide an extra $100 bill in their sleeve when no one's looking. So what is Cheater's Monopoly, you might ask? I had the same question when I was introduced to it a few weeks ago. It's a Hasbro patented variation on the traditional Monopoly introduced in 2017 as the newest edition of the Monopoly series. The game has the same mechanics as traditional Monopoly in that you roll the two-sided, two, you roll two six-sided dice and move a piece around the board, buying properties, collecting rent, picking up chance cards, and going to jail. However, as the title suggests, the game encourages and incites cheating. In the middle of the board, there are spaces for five cheat cards that have actions on them. For example, one might say, steal money from the bank without getting caught, while another challenges the player to move someone else's piece without them noticing. All five cards are in play at all times, and everyone is aware of all of them. If a player successfully completes a cheat, they announce it and collect the reward associated with the cheat. But if they get caught, the person who catches them will also be rewarded. 
This creates an intense experience of accusations and double-crossing, which I would definitely recommend to people playing with a... I would definitely recommend playing with a group of people that have a sense of humor and a healthy level of competition. The introduction of Monopoly Cheaters Edition is an obvious progression of the Monopoly line. Developers and designers are able to recognize how the game has manifested itself as part of our culture, in part due to its oddities, prevalence of house rules, and cheating. The designers embraced the most contentious aspect of Monopoly, which was the cheating. This concept is a fun idea and translates to an engaging and exciting gaming experience. But what does the existence of this game say about games as a whole? Well, it connects to the concept of tokens and rules. Every game must have these two things. In Monopoly, the rules are the rules and the tokens will be money. However, having limiting rules can dampen the player experience and put a struggle hold on the aspects of the game that can make the experience more dynamic and engaging. The breaking of these rules is an exercise in problem solving and creativity that is not always something that the player can experience if they play by the rules of the game by the book. The Cheaters Monopoly game allows players to use their interpersonal skills and cunning to achieve success in an alternative way. With the encouragement of cheating, the game blurs the line between what is within the confines of the rules and what isn't. This encourages a second level of cheating that is much more difficult to define. I found that when I played this game, I was very drawn to the chance of gaining something out of, the, out of achieving a cheat card. As the game progressed, I became increasingly aggressive with my attempts to act on the cheat cards, and was still succeeding with getting them. Almost all of my focus had shifted away from the game and towards how I could cheat and gain cards. And eventually, I just began straight up breaking the rules. The floodgates had been opened and I wasn't looking back. The group I was playing with also trended towards the chaos, this chaos and we caught each other cheating in ways that weren't allowed by the games. This, individual, this experience taught a lesson about the fundamentals of game design and the tendencies of individuals when confined by the rules. Firstly, wherever there are rules, people will try to bend them and break them. And because of this, for any game, you must set an anchor point of how much freedom and tolerance for the cheating there is because if you set loose limits on the rules, the games will never really descend into more than the real version of cheating. This is the case with Cheater's Monopoly. In conclusion, Cheater's Monopoly allows us to explore the fine line between being within and outside the rules of a game. It shows how the anchor point of morality and rule following for a game influences the actions and thought processes of the players. And overall, Cheers Monopoly is a fun variation of the old classic that gives a unique and dynamic playing experience. This has been Otis. And this is Price. Thank you for listening. Bye.